Well, hello again, and we're now going to spend some time uh, looking at this passage from the Bible we're looking at today, which is Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23, thinking about what it might mean for us. As we've just been reminded by the Renault Rules crew, this uh, term we're looking at a series on Paul's letter to the Colossians with the theme of renewal and what it means to be renewed in Jesus, and what does it mean to be renovated in God's plan. So we're going to think more about that today. As we get into this topic, I'd just like you to think maybe for a minute uh, about what it is that renews you. So what is it that refreshes and renews you when you're feeling a bit down or you're a bit run out, run down? Um, are you someone who gets renewal from perhaps going out in nature or spending time by yourself in quiet or going out and spending time with your friends? Are you someone who's renewed by exercise or by doing some hobby? So what is it that refreshes and renews you and makes you feel like a new person again? And that might help us to centre ourselves on the topic for today and think about renewal and what it means for us. Because renewal is actually, as we've started to see last week, uh, quite a central theme in the Christian faith. And there's a lot that the Bible talks about, about what it means to be renewed and God's plan to renew us. And last week we saw in our first series, uh, sermon on Colossians, that Paul introduces this letter by reminding the Colossians of God's big plan for the world that they've seen and believed in when they became followers of Jesus. That God has a plan to renew the whole world, to bring it away from um, sin and decay and into a new uh, time of healing and restoration. And that he plans to do that through the work of Jesus and his church. And so we saw that this is a challenge for those who are followers of Jesus to be part of that plan and to seek renewal in all areas of our lives as well. And so that's something that uh, Paul opens the letter with as he's encouraging and praying for the Colossians that they'd understand God's renewal plans for them. Today we're going to think about a different question though, which is following on from that, which is Paul's explanation and the question of what is it about Jesus that actually makes rene renewal possible in him? What is it about Jesus that makes the renewal of the world possible that God has planned? And this brings us today to one of the most dense uh, passages in the New Testament, this passage we read from Colossians. It's so dense and there's so many different ideas and themes in here that we could really only delve into a fraction of it today. And over the last 2000 years, Christians have spent you know, countless uh, hours and years uh, drawing out the implications of what Paul says here about who Jesus was and why what he did was so effective for the renewal of the world. So we're going to just think about a fraction of that today. But the central idea as we read this passage, I think, is, is quite clear that what Paul is saying is that Jesus has given the church a new way of understanding God and, and creation and the relationship between those two things. So the, the central idea in this passage is that in Jesus Christ, who is the son of God, but uh, fully a human being and a member of the human race. Um, the two realities of God and his creation have become united together in a new way. So in Jesus Christ, God and creation have become united together in a new way. And what that brings is a complete change in our understanding of the way God works in the world. And so Paul would say, I think, well, if we understand who Jesus is and we see him uh, for what he said and did, then we'll understand God and God's plan. And if we understand God, if we understand the character and purposes of God, 
then as human beings, we will know his plans for us and for the world in which we live. And so this idea of God and creation coming together in Jesus is an idea that we call the incarnation. And this is meaning Jesus becoming, or God's son becoming a human being. And to me, this is really, in a sense, almost the hidden or underneath heart of the Christian faith. It's something that gives life and meaning and purpose to everything else we do. This reality that God has entered into human life and is renewing it from within. That's the incarnation. And so Paul is explaining in this passage and reminding the Colossians about that and that it's happened. And this idea of that, uh, of Jesus as uh, bringing God and creation together, in one sense, it's a development of our understanding of creation itself. This year at St. Mark's, we've been working on our understanding of creation and what it means to be part of God's creation. We started the year by looking at uh, the book of Genesis, which is the first book in the Bible, which talks about how the world is set up, the situation we find ourselves in, God's purposes for the world. And then we looked last term at the book of Proverbs, which is a book of wisdom, which describes how to live in God's world and actually gives us the understanding that underneath the world and its patterns and structures is the wisdom of God that holds everything together. And if we live according to that, we will live his way. But the New Testament shows us that Jesus has added something again to our understanding of creation. That creation is not something in the end that is just separate from God, but which God is joining himself to in order to give his life and to renew it from within. And this is really helpful because it really helps us to understand what it means to be a Christian. We often talk about the idea of being saved or salvation in Christianity, and that's something that we're seeking through Jesus. And salvation is the idea that we are being renewed by God from our sin, our failure, being forgiven and being given a new life. This is what it means to be saved. And we learn in this letter and other parts of the New Testament that salvation, this renewal, is something that comes to us through God renewing human nature from the inside by entering into it personally. So our renewal, our salvation as Christians comes from God entering into human nature and our life from the inside and renewing it there in a personal way. And this is the significance of Jesus and his presence in the world. And we learn, I think, that this possibility here was placed into creation from the very beginning, that God would enter into it. He made human beings in the image of God, as we heard in Genesis. And so there is the come, there's come the time now, Paul says, when that image has been fulfilled in Jesus. And this is what Paul is talking about in Colossians 1, in this passage from 15 to 20 in particular, saying that Jesus has fulfilled this potential and this promise that God's image would be seen in the world in humankind. And it has happened through Jesus. So he says, God, the Son is the image of the invisible God. The Son is the image of the invisible God. God, whose wisdom we see in creation, has become visible to us through this person, through this man, Jesus. And so he is able to save the world and to renew it because he is also the creator, the one who made it. At the beginning in creation is the Son, where it says all things were made through him. 
And here in the new creation that is beginning for Jesus, through Jesus, we have God again, the Son, at work. And it's the same person, the same personal God at work in both movements. Jesus, truly God and truly human. And so this is this wonderful thing that he is saying, that God was pleased to dwell fully, he says in verse 19, within this man, to show the world the invisible God and to renew it from within. And this, Paul says, means that everything in creation is now under the authority and the control and power of God the Son, Jesus Christ. And that includes what he calls the powers of the air and other authorities and rulers. Um, in uh, Paul's day, that many people, as they are today still, were very concerned and very afraid of the powers that they saw in the world around them, the experiences they had of uh, gods, demons, angels, and other beings that they perceived to be confronting the human race and at times enslaving us or keeping us in bondage. And of course, this is a reality that we can still see at work today. And so there was always a temptation for people in that age to try to appease these uh, powers or to find out what pleased them so they wouldn't um, hurt us. Um, and Paul is saying actually that you don't need to be afraid of that anymore. Everything in creation, including all the powers of the world, are now under Jesus. And so we can see in this um, letter, as Paul goes on, the effect of Jesus coming into the world. This is who he is. God has entered the world to take up his authority as the creator and the recreator and renewer of the world. And the effect of this is that the separation between God and humanity that has been in place has now been uh, overcome in Jesus. And he says there had been reconciliation between God and human beings. And this has happened, he says, through the body of Jesus, the physical body of Jesus, his sacrifice that he offered himself on our behalf to do away with sin and to bring a new life into the human race, which we can take part in through faith. And so the Colossians can be sure, as we can be, that those who have faith in Jesus are united to God through him, and we are being renewed by him. Now, we've spent the last few minutes going over some of the biggest ideas uh, in Christianity, and there's uh, a lot there to understand, and it's very hard to take in and to understand all these ideas. And we don't have to necessarily understand everything today. Uh, Paul goes on later in the letter to apply th these ideas to the everyday lives of Christian people, and we'll see in the weeks to come some of the practical applications of these big ideas about who Jesus is. But today it's worth taking away the basic idea that Paul is communicating to the Colossians, which I think is that the renewal of the world is going to happen. The renewal of the world is going to happen because of the loving presence of God, our creator, in our midst through Jesus and our renewal in connection with him. So let me say that the renewal of the world is going to happen because there is this loving presence of God, our creator, in our midst now through Jesus and we are renewed in our connection with him. And it's very important for the Colossians to understand that because then as today, this was not necessarily uh, a common way of viewing our situation in the world or understanding who God is and what he's doing. 
if we see further in the letter that Paul starts to address some of the concerns that Colossians might have and some of the other religious and philosophical ideas that they might have had about salvation and about what it means uh, to be saved by God. And so they might, for instance, have been tempted to believe that salvation uh, would mean that God was going to, at some point, remove them from this sinful, hopeless world and take them away to a, the spiritual world, which is where good things are, and leave this world behind. That was a common belief at the time, and it is still today, that salvation means being removed and taken away to a better place. And Paul would say, no, that's not what the Christian gospel is. They might also have been tempted to take on the idea that salvation included uh, the following of rules and laws and religious rituals that would guarantee a place for them in God's favour. And again, Paul would uh, challenge them that that's not the case. And if, they, if that's what they think, they haven't understood who Jesus is and the freedom that he's brought. And so it is important for the Colossians, as it is for us, to understand the situation that we are in as Christian people. Because Christianity really teaches us that the creation of God is utterly good and that God actually loves it, intends to renew it and not throw it away. And so any salvation will happen in creation and in the renewal of creation. And also we learn of the utter graciousness of God's renewing plans for creation, that it's not something we earn, it's not something that of our own power we can achieve, but it's something that God gives to us through Jesus, which we need to receive by faith. So grace, love, and the renewal of creation. Paul is encouraging the Colossians to hold fast to the faith in that which they have received. So this is a kind of background understanding of the world. And it may be different to your understanding of the world or um, the understanding that you've been raised in or the world around us. And so Paul is teaching the Colossians as well because it wasn't the way that they were raised or taught to understand the world in their culture. And it's so, it's a, this is a worldview question today. What do we understand about the world? But in practical terms, it is actually one that has surprising amount of relevance for our day-to-day -day lives. Because what it teaches us, this vision that Paul has given us of who Jesus is, that uh, salvation, our spiritual life, actually encompasses everything that we do. All aspects of our own lives and of the world around us. So... Our, our faith is not just a small portion of our life, which is to do with things that we think are spiritual or religious. It's actually to do with everything that we do, and in fact, everything that we are. Um, you know, religion is, is a difficult concept. It's a bit ambiguous in the New Testament, and Paul isn't necessarily quite much of a fan of religious ways of thinking because it tempts people to think that there is a department of life which is to do with God and the rest of our lives is not to do with him. But again, Colossians teaches us that's not the case. Um, so it's actually worth asking ourselves, how do we understand the part that God wants to have in our life? So do we understand that the plan of salvation that God has for us in Jesus is the renewal of our whole life in every part? So is there some part or part or parts of our lives that we're tempted to think God is not interested in and has, doesn't have to do with our faith, either consciously or unconsciously in the way that we behave. Uh, so there are some common ways that this might show. Um, for many people, 
uh, our work is seen to be something that is separate from our faith. So we have our spiritual life and our relationship to God, but the work that we do and the way that we conduct it might be seen to be something of not much relevance for our faith and discipleship as a follower of Jesus. It's very common. Or uh, things like the way we deal with our relationships with other people and the way we exercise forgiveness and healing when people hurt us. So my faith is about me. Sometimes you might not think, well, I actually do my relationship with other people should be being renewed. If I'm a Christian, it's easy to ignore that necessity. He's asking us to consider that too, that God desires us to present ourselves wholly in Jesus and to give over all our life to him, to be renewed. And so I'd ask us to reflect today what in our life needs to be offered to God for renewal. Are we holding something back? And today let's offer our whole lives to God for renewal and the ultimate renewal and refreshment that comes only from Jesus.